Zen nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime, which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Visit Zinn.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on Sirius XM Triumph, Channel 132. Suspect is barricaded in his apartment. He has four hostages, uh, all children. When you're dealing with children in a hostage situation, it can be a long process. The right words are crucial. Uh, we've talked to him uh, several times. OPD hostage negotiators have had roughly half a dozen conversations by cell phone with this suspect. Investigators say he barricaded himself inside an apartment Sunday following a domestic dispute with his girlfriend. There was a woman who had met her officers offsite and relayed to her officers that uh, her boyfriend had battered her. And at some point, uh, there was an exchange of gunfire. We saw from the window, it was with blood on his face. I think he was shot somewhere in the face or something here. It was horrible. It all started off with an argument between a boyfriend and a girlfriend. By the end of it, five people are dead. An officer is wounded. Why did it end this way? We all went to bed last night praying that these four tiny children would survive a hostage standoff in Orlando, Florida. No one could take in that their own dad, two of them, and mommy's boyfriend to the other two would actually take their lives. We woke up this morning to the worst news. All four children are dead. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us. What happened and how could it have been stopped? I'm talking about Gary Wayne Lindsay Jr., 35 years old, allegedly gets into an argument with his girlfriend when police are called. Instead of walking out with his hands in the air, he starts shooting at Police officers, one officer struck during gunfire exchange. He's at the hospital where he had to undergo surgery. And then he barricades himself inside the apartment there in Orlando, Florida, taking the four children hostage to his biological children, to the biological children of the girlfriend. A man accused of battering his girlfriend shoots an officer and barricades himself in a Florida apartment. Joining me right now, Crime Stories investigative reporter John Limley, renowned New York psychologist Karen Stark, former cop, current private investigator Vincent Hill. John Limley, I, it just, I, it's so hard for me to take in that this all unfolded really right before our eyes and when we all fell asleep last night, there were some of the last words on my lips. Lord, please protect those four little children and be with the cop in surgery. What happened, John? Nancy, this was a long, almost 24-hour ordeal. The standoff began uh, at some point in the later hours of Sunday, they received a call around 1145 Sunday. A woman called, said she had been beaten by Gary Wayne Lindsay at the Westbrook Apartments. The woman had fled the second story apartment to a nearby restaurant on Kirkman Road. Uh, to actually call police. Officers tried to arrest Lindsay at the apartment, and that's when the shootout began. And the reality of it all to Vincent Hill, former cop, private investigator, is on a domestic, very often, uh, the cops go in, they remove the perp, which is typically the man, from the scene. He might get a simple battery at trial from slapping or hitting the woman, 
He might get a temporary restraining order. He might be ordered off the premises. And usually, sadly, that's all that happens. That was what he was facing. Am I right about that, Vincent? You're absolutely right, Nancy. But the thing about domestics, and I've been in a hostage situation which stemmed from a domestic, it's the most dangerous situation for a cop to go to. You have emotions that are running high. It's hard to de-escalate that scene. And unfortunately, that's what happened here in Orlando Sunday night. You know, I kept telling you this to Alan Duke joining me from L.A. Do you remember the high school teacher, Tad Cummins, that made off with the student leaving his wife and his world behind? And he's finally found across the country in the Pacific Northwest hiding out in some commune. Remember, I kept saying, I'm so worried this is going to escalate into a hostage situation. I just had that on my mind so heavily Do you remember that, Alan? Oh, do I. Yes, we watched that drama unfold across the country for weeks. And we were very worried because this guy had said that he had guns. He had guns, all right. He certainly did. And, you know, in these situations, Karen Stark, New York psychologist, is so volatile. One of my, well, my best girlfriend, uh, when I was prosecuting, defense lawyer, she dealt with dopers, killers, molesters, you name it. She said she'd rather defend a doper, a dope lord, than get involved in a divorce or a domestic because it gets so heated and so crazy, they'll drive by the lawyer's house and take a shot at them. So, I mean, that's a sad comment. When you'd rather handle a dope lord and defend them than stick your hand between two people fighting in a domestic. Because the emotions are so charged, Nancy. I really do understand it, that there's aggression, there's anger, rage, and impulsiveness, as you can see in this particular situation. Back to you, John Limley, Crime Stories investigative reporter. John, so there's a domestic. He's beating her, um, having worked at the Battered Women's Center for nine years in the evenings as a volunteer. It escalates so quickly. What police have to do is try to get in there and de-escalate it. What happened? Well, when this shootout began... Uh, Orlando police officer was struck uh, almost immediately. This officer, Kevin Valencia, he suffered a significant injury. Uh, He's recovering after surgery listed in critical condition. At that moment, this is almost uh, 24 hours after the standoff began, uh, officers uh, used some sort of explosive to get into the apartment to try to rescue the children. And as soon as they enter, they see one child right there on the on the floor uh, next to the front door, already dead. Four children found dead after a standoff, a hostage situation right here. I mean, it sounds like it's in some other country. It's so, so horrible. They go in to find the four children dead. What do we know about this guy? What provoked him? What went wrong? Vincent Hill, private investigator, you and I have both taken part in hostage situations before. Um, Me, uh, as looking at it to prosecute it, you in the thick of it, what is the SOP, standard operating procedure in a hostage situation, especially when there are children involved? Nancy, you definitely want to de-escalate the situation because an officer's job, number one, is preservation of life. You have to protect and serve, right? So you want to protect those children in there. So you want to do all you can to de-escalate the situation, to get that individual to eventually come out. But I don't think this individual even had that in his head. But how do you do it? How do you do it? Don't, don't, don't talk, please talk to me. How do you convince somebody to put their gun down and let the children live? Well, it takes time, Nancy. You have to Get them to think that you're on their side and that you want to see this through. Once you start getting them to believe you're on their side, that's when you start to build that trust, and eventually they do that. How long did this go on, the standoff, John Limley? The entire timeline from start to finish was approximately 20 hours that uh, all of this took place. Of course, they're uh, still trying to determine at which point 
the gunman actually killed himself as well. After 20 hours of standoff, police find Gary Wayne Lindsay Jr. dead in a closet, apparently from a self-inflicted gunshot wound. All four children he was holding hostage dead from gunshot wounds. Listen. We made entry into the apartment and found that uh, uh, all four children have been killed by the suspect by apparent gunshot wounds, and it appears the suspect took his own life as well. Um, our hearts go out um, to all the families involved, and I know everyone has a lot of questions very early on in this investigation, at this scene. I also want to give you an update on Officer Kevin Valencia. Um, you know, he remains in critical condition. So we're still asking for the thoughts and prayers uh, as well. This is going down at about 12.30 a.m. last night. It is unclear when 35-year-old Lindsay actually killed the children. Were they killed at the very beginning? We don't know. Their ages, 1, 6, 10, and 11. So you know the 10-year-old and the 11-year-old knew what was happening while they were being held hostage. They knew they were away from mommy. My children are 10. They still believe in Santa Claus. And to think what this guy did to them, a police officer taking a bullet wound, having to undergo surgery in the night, all starting over a domestic incident. What do we know about this guy? This guy, whose name will forever be in infamy, Gary Wayne Lindsay Jr. John Lindley, what do we know about him? Records date all the way back to 2008, showing that Lindsay was, at the time this weekend, on felony probation, having pleaded no contest to chatter, uh, charges of arson of a dwelling, willful fleeing or eluding law enforcement and domestic battery. Uh, even as uh, recently as uh, 2012, uh, another incident shows that he was arrested on domestic violence. Another incident involving a woman at an apartment complex, and it's still unclear um, how he was able to continue down this path of You of may be out walking free with all those convictions and on probation and parole. Precisely, precisely. Law enforcement saying that they were in constant contact with Lindsay throughout these 20 hours and that he was on his cell phone. His cell phone was connected via Wi-Fi. The connection was, as they say, spotty. Can you imagine what those children were going through? They want to go to their mommies. He's got them up in the night. He's on the cell phone. Now, cops continue to use other means to contact him, but around 8.30 in the evening, they try to get him one of their phones so they can talk to him more directly and the cop in charge of handing that phone over noticed immediately this is at 8 30 that one of the children were visibly dead so one child we know of was dead at 8 30 p.m around nine o'clock there was a loud boom the sound was near the entrance to the apartment. And that is where they find Lindsay and all four children dead. Two of the children were his. The other two were related to the woman who ran out of the apartment at the beginning. A lot of people this morning pointing the finger at her. Why is it always that way? Why didn't she take the children with her? I don't know, but she's not the one that pulled the trigger on four little children. A domestic violence case explodes in the headlines. Listen to what 
law enforcement says in a late night presser. How did, Chief, how, how did it all happen? How did the children die? How did the suspect die? So the children died from apparent gunshot wounds and it appears the suspect uh, took his life as well. Was it around nine o'clock that you guys went and entered the home? Yeah, I don't the exact time, but it's an approximate uh, time was nine o'clock. When's the last time you spoke to the suspect? We have been in constant contact, uh, both directly and indirectly uh, throughout the day. Um, and, and as late as uh, the nine o'clock hour. When, when was do you the think last they time killed? You heard from the suspect, though, that's when police made contact with him. When did you hear from the suspect last? The last time we made uh, contact with the suspect was um, indirectly around the around the eight thirty nine o'clock hour. When do you when do you think the ch children were killed? We have no idea um, uh, when those uh, four children lost their lives. That will all be uh, part of the investigation. Do you believe we heard a big boom around nine o'clock? Was that how did that happen? Was it you guys got indication from the suspect that something bad had happened? Is that why you went in the home? So earlier tonight, um, like I said, we had been in uh, direct and indirect contact with the suspect. Uh, at one point, um, we were having trouble um, with the suspect's phone. He had one of those uh, Wi-Fi only phones, so uh, the connection really wasn't good. And although we were talking with him through other means, uh, we wanted to talk to him uh, on the phone. We wanted to we tried to introduce one of our phones, and when we did that, uh, we noticed one of the child, uh, one of the children, were obviously deceased, uh, and that's when we decided to uh, start our, our plans to, to make entry and uh, try and rescue the rest of the children. Was he dead when you guys arrived, or did he kill himself after the arrival? When you guys came, went into the apartment, did he then threaten to kill himself and then kill himself, or had he already committed suicide? Okay, so, uh, the SWAT officers found him in the closet, uh, already deceased. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on Sirius XM Triumph 132. Did you know about a recent law that could leave your personal data exposed online for anybody to find? If you've turned on the news lately, you know the Internet has created a dangerous new world. Data breaches expose private information. There's a new cybersecurity threat every other day. And criminals can sell the identity of you and your family on the dark web. It's time you take the power back by using a new website called Truthfinder. Truthfinder allows you to find out exactly what information exists about you online. Have you gotten a speeding ticket, received a lien from the IRS, forgotten about an embarrassing social media profile? Truthfinder searches through millions of public records, puts all that data together in one easy-to-read report. Members get unlimited searches, so you can also look up those close to you and make sure they're not hiding something from their past. You also get free dark web monitoring to make Truthfinder the ultimate tool in identity protection. If your personal info appears for sale on the dark web, you'll be the first to know. Visit truthfinder.com nancy. Enter your own name. Get started. PI Magazine is the most respected magazine of the professional investigator, featuring stories and articles on current topics, equipment reviews, investigative tips, and practical advice for the professional investigator. Don't miss a single issue of PI Magazine. Subscribe today at pimagazine.com. Use this show's promotional code for your special discount at PIMagazine.com. Subscribe today. Use promo code NANCY for your special discount. That's promo code NANCY. Hey everyone, Proactive MD has an incredible offer for our radio listeners only. Stay tuned for our exclusive offer that includes a free charcoal pore cleansing brush and free shipping. Proactive MD with prescription strength adapalene can heal and prevent future breakouts. Today, for just $19.95, we're offering listeners the three-piece Proactive MD system with free shipping, plus a free gift, the new charcoal pore cleansing brush. Get this exclusive offer by calling now, 1-800-637-7009, or go to Proactive com and enter promo code radio you heard right proactive md plus free shipping and a free gift the new charcoal pore cleansing brush you'll get all this for just 19.95 and their 60-day money-back guarantee you're guaranteed to get clear and stay clear or you get your money back call now 1-800-637-7009 that's 1-800-637-7009 or go to proactive.com and enter promo code radio again go to proactive.com and enter promo code radio 
Results may vary, not a solicitation for legal services. If you owe the IRS back taxes, payroll taxes, or have not filed your returns, the IRS will get you. They can take your property, take you to court, even put you in jail. One call to Wall & Associates and your tax problems are solved. Wall has saved clients over $150 million. Many clients settle for a fraction of what is owed. With one call to Wall, you'll never need to talk to the IRS. IRS again. We offer free face-to-face consultations in your local area. Remember, Wall has a proven track record with total client savings over $150 million. Call now for your free face-to-face consultation. 800-597-1356. That's 800-597-1356. 800-597-1356. 800-597-1356. Is IRS debt affecting you and your family? If you received a wage garnishment notice, a bank levy, have unfiled taxes, or have an existing IRS debt of 10,000 or more, you need to make the call. When we got a letter from the IRS, I made the call. And Paramount negotiated a settlement that we could afford. If you were so busy trying to make ends meet that you forgot to file your taxes, make the call and let Paramount put you back on track. I was getting harassing phone calls morning, noon, and night. I made the call, and Paramount gave me peace of mind. The professional experts at Paramount Tax Relief have been in your shoes. They're compassionate, honest, and will find the best solution for your problem. I made the call. I made the call. I made the call. We We made made the the call. call. Paramount Tax Relief. For a free consultation, make the call today. Call 800-517-0013. 800-517-0013. for Paramount Tax Relief. I'm Nancy Grace, and you are listening to the Triumph Channel, Sirius XM 132. A gorgeous young bride-to-be who just broke open the piggy bank to order a handmade $10,000 wedding dress. Shot dead in her own front yard, her parents inside the home after a, a, a Sunday evening at the ice cream parlor. What happened in the very latest Hold on to your hat. A police chief has been put on leave, kicked out, escorted out of police headquarters in the middle of this young and gorgeous teacher's homicide investigation. And that's not all. Police personnel falling one by one. But why and are we any closer to solving the mystery as to who murdered Rachel Del Tondo in the middle of all this police fatality, one after the next being suspended, fired, put on leave, you name it. We search for the truth. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us. Well, it all started right here where Rachel Del Tondo, with stars in her eyes, planned to marry. Take a listen to this. When Rachel got engaged, mom took over planning a big-time wedding, including a nearly $10,000 gown to be handmade by a New York designer. It was a custom dress. It had to be made to her uh, measurements. The family put down a deposit of more than $4,000. That, according to the contract, was non-refundable and non-transferable under any circumstances. They bought the dress at Ann Gregory for the bride in Dormont. Rachel Del Tondo was measured. The family put down nearly half. It's made to order, sure. and there's no exchanges, and blah, 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 no refunds. I understood that. Four months after the contract was signed, the wedding was called off. Lisa Del Tondo called the New York designer to see if they had started on the dress and asked for a refund. I called New York. I did. Yeah. He told me it couldn't be done. Now, amidst all this wedding dress confusion, and I'll circle back to a $10,000 wedding dress that really stretched the family budget, but that's what everybody wanted, the fairy tale wedding, then her death. Listen. It's shameful that this woman was painted with, with a police report that had been written that did not result in criminal charges. So was she... It was a personal vendetta against her at the time. Joining me right now, John Paul Vernesevich, editor, reporter with the BeaverCountian.com. He initially published the police report that resulted in Del Tonda's firing, and she, he has been on the story since the very, very beginning. 
John Paul Vranesevich, thank you so much for being with us. It's hard to say let's start at the beginning in a story like this, but let's start at the beginning, then we'll circle back to why are all the cops getting fired over this? Start at the beginning, John Paul. The beginning of the story when I covered it um, was late last year in October uh, when I received an uh, anonymous email that contained a leak from the Aliquippa the Police Department of sensitive uh, law enforcement database information related to Rachel Del Tondo. It was information from what we can in Pennsylvania call our JNET system, which is a justice net system that um, keeps information about individuals, uh, information such as your, your driver's license data, that sort of data. It got leaked from the department. Okay, hold on just a moment. Guys, again with me, the man who originally broke the story, John Paul Vraneshevitz with the BeaverCounty.com. John Paul, I, I recall in the district attorney's office and, and when I was a Fed, we had access to all sorts of private information. And I never really thought twice about it, John Paul. I mean, I never thought about, wow, I could copy this and leak it to somebody. I would just, you know, for instance, a bond hearing, right? I had a bond hearing in the afternoon. I'd race back and run an NCIC and a GCIC. Uh, In other words, a federal report and a state report on whoever was trying to get a bond. I'd print it off and run out of the office over to the courthouse. I never realized or even considered at my fingertips was the ability to destroy people's lives. But that's what happened here. I I wasn't thinking, oh, this is a secure computer. Nobody can get this unless they've uh, had a fingerprint and a lie detector and blah, blah, blah. But that's exactly what you're talking about, John Paul. Yeah, along with that sensitive information, uh, also included in the leak that I received was a copy of a police report Uh, related to an incident back in February of 2016 in which Rachel Del Tondo was uh, discovered by Aliquippa police with a 17-year-old student uh, at about 2 o'clock in the morning in a parked car uh, in a parking lot. Hold on, John Paul. I'm sorry, but, you know, every sentence you, you, you utter is like a tripwire. It's like a bomb blowing up. Guys, did you hear what John Paul just said? Karen Stark, joining me, renowned New York psychologist, you know, he it just trips off his tongue, you know. But did you hear what he said? Before her engagement was broken, she's caught by cops in a car. There's nothing wrong with sitting in a car. But as I always say, Karen, nothing good happens after midnight. 2 a.m. in a car parked in a parking lot with a teen boy in the car. The car's turned off and the windows are all steamed up. That's not a good look, Karen Stark. And then her engagement is broken off. But it's not just that it's a bad look, Nancy. Here is somebody who is in a position of authority, and she's with a 17-year-old in a parked car, a boy, and she's taking advantage of this particular child if this allegation is true. Now, hold on. Hold on just a moment. Hold your horses, Nellie. CrimeOnline.com reporter Ellen Killoran. Ellen, street name E.K. Ellen. There was never any, well, not a suggestion, everybody suggested it, but there was never any proof that she had any type of indecent relation. Let me just put it that way since, you know, we're on Sirius XM 132, and I don't know if my twins might turn it on. There was never any proof that any relations were going on in the car. Isn't that true, Ellen? That's correct. She and the boy were both questioned. They both said that they were just talking, that there was nothing going on, and they were both released. Um, I have heard, and perhaps John can speak to this as well, that she had begged, even though she said there was nothing going on, she had begged no one to talk about it because she didn't want her fiancé to find out at the time. But she was never charged with any wrongdoing. Is that true, John Paul? I had talked to Rachel Del Tondo before her death, uh, and she had denied she had denied saying that. But uh, your reporter is re- is correct that 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 statement is in a, in the police report from Alquipa Police. But there's where we get another interesting turn. Although this incident happened in February of 2016, the police released both individuals. No one was charged at the time. They didn't enter a report into their system until a year later. Sometime around April and May of 2017 is when the uh, the Aliquippa police, for some reason, decided to write an incident report in their system 
about that night from a year prior. I didn't know that, John Paul Vernesevich. With me from the beavercountian.com, John Paul Vernesevich. That is very odd, John Paul, uh, regarding police procedure. Now, that's the first time I've learned that that particular fact, that they find her in the car. And I'm looking at her photo right now, and everybody on the program right now, Vincent Hill, Karen Stark, Ellen Kaloran, John Paul Vernesevich, you know the photo. It's her with her hands on her hips. She looks like she's at a hotel. I think I see luggage in the background and a staircase, beautiful staircase. She's got on a gorgeous sequined mini dress. She's beautiful, big smile on her face. Obviously, it's some event. I didn't know, John Paul, that one year after this young teacher is caught in the car with a teen boy, that's when they file the report. Because you know, John Paul, that's contrary to police procedure. So many times I would try to find cops that I had subpoenaed on various cases. And it would be 6 o'clock in the morning, John Paul, when I was trying to get everybody assembled at the courthouse for trial that day. They would still be at HQ filling out reports from the night before, exhausted. They would come in bleary-eyed and tired to testify in my trial and then go home and sleep. So they would stay, John Paul, and fill out those reports because that was their job. But here they waited a year. Here's my question. How soon after this report was filed on this secretly encrypted computer, JNet, was it leaked? So the report was created in April or May of 2017 about the incident from February of 2016. And then it was leaked uh, to me, uh, several other media outlets, and her employer, the school where she worked, uh, in October of last year, October of 2017. Okay. So about five months after they created the report, the the leak that I received from the individual alleged that it was a cover-up and that the the police uh, had not followed proper procedure, as, as you noted. And that was the purported reason why this individual was leaking the information publicly. Shortly after the leak occurred, she was suspended from her teaching position pending an investigation uh, about that incident that occurred uh, at that point a year and a half earlier. Uh, and she was still on suspension from her position when she was murdered. So they wait a year to file a report, which I did not know, which is highly, highly unusual. Then a few months after it's finally reported, it gets leaked. And John Paul Vernesevich is telling us, the cover-up I, I, is the cover-up that was exposed by leaking the report that they hadn't filed the report. Is that the big cover-up? What were they covering up and for who? What the alleged cover-up was in the, in the leak uh, was that because of uh, Rachel Del Tondo's relationships uh, with, with certain individuals in the city uh, and their relationships with the police department, as well as relationships that the boy that she was caught in a car with had with, with individuals in the town, that the police basically just washed their hands of the incident and, and didn't follow proper procedure. Uh, and and that, was, that was the gist or the, or the pretext for the leak. What relationships? You, got me, you, get, you left me hanging, John Paul. What relationships were so important they didn't file a report? The uh, information I have is that the young man who was found in the vehicle with Rachel Del Tondo is related to the mayor of the town. And uh, Rachel Del Tondo's fiance, who is mentioned uh, in the police report is Frank, who is Frank Catropa, ex-fiance. Now, uh, Frank Catropa is uh, a a well-known businessman uh, from the town and had been a significant donor to the police department. He had helped to acquire a SUV for them to use with their uh, drug canine dog, among other things. John Paul Vronesevich, I'm just letting this soak in. Alan, are you there? Did you hear that, what he just told us? This is this is a twisted, bizarre case. That's a bombshell. Yeah. I, I kept wondering why all the drama, when they weren't even doing anything wrong that we can tell. As a matter of fact, she was in, apparently involved with somebody else related to this young boy. But they weren't even doing anything wrong. That's why I didn't understand the big drama uh, uh, about it. This teacher 
caught in the car 2 a.m. with a teen boy. Okay, it looks bad, but apparently nothing untoward occurred in there. So why the drama? And John Paul Vernesevich with the Beaver Countonian just dropped a bomb on me. She is related. I mean, she's engaged to a super rich guy who has donated a lot to the police department. And the teen boy is a relative of the mayor. Well, the plot is thickening. I know you all hate it, Vincent Hill, private investigator, when I start quoting Shakespeare. But here it comes. (laughs) Oh, what a tangled web we weave when first we practice to deceive. It's all blown up in everybody's faces. Vincent Hill, private investigator. How many times have you seen cases that start, and it's just no more than a hill of beans. But by the end, the cover-up, Everything blows up, and there are a lot of casualties. Yeah, Nancy, something in the milk here is not clean. What I can tell you is I doubt this was a random act. I mean, we're looking at a town with one murder average per year, eight robberies per year. So you're not looking at a high crime rate, 10,000 people in that small town. So this is someone that had a very particular vendetta against her, especially the way she was shot, how many times she was shot. And now that we hear that, the kid she was in the car with is related to the mayor. The boyfriend had a lot of money. Ooh. There's something going on here, Nancy, when this all falls over. Well, I'm telling you, Vincent, a lot of I feel like I have landed in a basket of snakes. Listen to this. Having a meeting right now with all the detectives that are working on the case. As you know, this is an ongoing homicide investigation. We have an active group with the Pennsylvania State Police, the Beaver County Detective Bureau, and the Alacupa Police Department working very hard together. It's very sad. You have a very quiet, a very quaint neighborhood where this tragedy happened. Uh, we obviously regret this and prayers and sympathies for the families. Uh, the Alcoba name gets thrown out there a lot, and it should not. This was a very nice, quiet neighborhood, and to have this invade any family is sad. We're working hard to solve this problem together. The police departments of Beaver County worked very well together. We'll let you know as soon as we have more. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on Sirius XM Triumph 132. If you're over the age of 50 and considering buying an annuity in the next 60 days, I have some important news for you. Don't buy an annuity until you understand the pros and cons of annuities. A free book to help you maximize your retirement income from television host and three-time author Josh Melberg has been released. This book reveals little-known truths about annuity strategies in simple-to-understand terms. Grab a pen right now because we are about to offer you this free book that unlocks the five little-known secrets we believe baby boomers and seniors should know before buying an annuity. Call 800-835-0176 now and you'll receive a free copy of Josh Milberg's book, Next Gen Annuity Strategies Revealed. As a bonus, we'll also send you a copy of The Number One Mistakes Retirees Are Making With Their Investments Today and a free DVD on how you can get up to 33% more income in retirement. Call 800-835-0176 now. Again, that's 800-835-0176. Employees of J.D. Milberg Financial have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer. Did you know a recent law can leave your personal data exposed online for anybody to find? If you've turned on the news lately, you know the internet has created a dangerous new world. It's time you take back the power by using a new website called Truthfinder. Have you been issued a speeding ticket? Received a lien from the IRS? Did you forget about an embarrassing social media profile? That info may already be online. Truthfinder can help you find it. Truthfinder searches millions of public records, assembling the data together in one report. Members get unlimited searches, so you can also look up those close to you and make sure they're not hiding something. Visit truthfinder.com nancy. Enter your own name. Get started. Results may vary. Not a solicitation for legal services. If you owe the IRS back taxes, payroll taxes, or have not filed your returns, the IRS will get you. They can take your property, take you to court, even put you in jail. One call to Wall & Associates and your tax problems are solved. Wall has saved clients over $150 million. Many clients settle for a fraction of what is owed. With one call to Wall, you'll never need to 
to talk to the IRS again. We offer free face-to-face consultations in your local area. Remember, Wall has a proven track record with total client savings over $150 million. Call now for your free face-to-face consultation. 800-597-1356. That's 800-597-1356. 800-597-1356 There's a brand new website causing a lot of trouble for people with something to hide. Have you ever had a bad feeling about somebody? Maybe suspected your partner's cheating? Maybe worried about your online reputation? If you answer yes to any of those questions, you may need Truthfinder. Public records are only recently easily available online. Before websites like Truthfinder, you'd most likely have to visit a courthouse to get that information. Now, it's as simple as entering a name. Truthfinder sifts through millions of public records from all over the country, assembling them into one easy-to-read report. Search the names of somebody you know. You could find criminal and arrest records, bankruptcies, contact information, social, dating profiles, financial assets, and a lot more. Why fork out thousands to a private investigator when you can do the job yourself. Everybody you know has something to hide. Now you can root out the most dangerous people before you become the next victim. It's not just used to bust bad people. Truthfinder helps Americans reunite with friends, family, even people who served with them in the military. It's never been so easy to find the truth. Go to truthfinder.com slash nancy and enter any name to get started. I'm Nancy Grace, and you are listening to the Triumph Channel, Sirius XM 132. While the plot is thickening in the murder of a gorgeous young school teacher, Rachel Del Tonda, well, I, I thought the scenario had calmed down and assumed that investigations were being done and we would soon have the answer. That is anything but the truth. As a matter of fact, in the last hours, police personnel are dropping like flies within the police department there in Alquippa where Rachel was murdered. Why? With me, Vincent Hill private investigator, Karen Stark, renowned New York psychologist, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter, Ellen Killorn, and superstar editor and reporter with the BeaverCountian.com, who initially broke this story, John Paul Vranesevich. And boy, have I been wanting to talk to you. Now we are learning of an intricate series of connections between the teacher the police department, the teen boy in her car at 2 a.m., and the mayor. No one is a suspect. Everyone is a suspect. No one is named a person of interest or a formal suspect now. Let's just put that out there. John Paul Vranesevich. So they wait a year to file the report. It gets filed. A couple of months later, someone with access to government-protected JNet leaks it. To whom is it leaked? At this point, we do not know. Uh, what the Aliquippa police, well, the former Aliquippa police chief, uh, Don Couch, uh, had said was that the leak of the information, he, he dubbed that a quote-unquote clerical error. He refused oh. to disclose who, he, who it was provided to. But who, said, who said that? That was the former police chief, Donald Couch. A clerical error. Wow, what a coinkydink, a coincidence, a clerical error, and it just happened to be leaked to the media and to what the fiance, the rich fiance. Uh, we do not have confirmation that it was that it was leaked to him at this point. Thank you for correcting me. Go ahead. After the report came out that this information had leaked, the Pennsylvania State Police announced that they were launching a criminal investigation into the Aliquippa Police Department as a result of this leak. Uh, that investigation, as last I've heard, remains open. In March of this year, the Pennsylvania State Police executed a search warrant on the Aliquippa City Building as part of a grand jury investigation into the city and its police department. And that was according to State Police Lieutenant Eric Hermick at the time. Wow. It, it just It's like um, Medusa. There, there are so many snakes coming out of this. It's like a multi-tentacled sea creature. 
it's going to be hard to know in which direction to go. As a matter of fact, the fact that there are so many potential suspects with motive to kill the young teacher on Mother's Day, shooting her dead in a targeted attack after she comes home from an ice cream parlor with friends that Sunday evening, Mother's Day, as a matter of fact, it could be anybody. Listen. We're getting video cameras. We, we, we are downloading information. We are interviewing witnesses. We are doing everything we can. We're investigating everyone that was driving around Aliquippa that night that was anywhere near this young lady's house. John Paul, that evening, that night, that 2 a.m. incident that started the whole domino effect no charges were ever leveled against Rachel Del Tondo, or the boy, of course. But after the report was leaked, the fiancé breaks up with her. Um, she stuck with this wedding dress, and they go on TV for a little, um, let me say, consumer help segment to try to get some of the money back. Listen. Del Tondo says she told the local bridal salon she'd pay the balance and take delivery of the dress. I wanted the gown so I could sell it. Del Tondo says the salon never delivered the dress and refused to refund her money, so she took the owner to small claims court. It says disposition default judgment for plaintiff. Court papers indicate the salon owner did not appear for the hearing. As a result, he was ordered to pay the Del Tondos more than $4,600. He had 30 days to write us a check or file an appeal. And he did neither? He did neither. Salon owner Gregory Cherico. In an email, he told me, December got by me with two deaths in the family. We will be sending a certified check out to Del Tondo. Thanks for your efforts. His attorney sent us a letter stating, Mr. Cherico denies that Ann Gregory owed any money to Miss Del Tondo as she was given the purchase contract had an opportunity to review the terms of the contract, which unambiguously advised her that the custom order for her bridal gown could not be refunded. So after this TV appearance, the whole town and more, the whole region, knows about the broken engagement, the $10,000 wedding dress, and what Rachel Del Tonda looks like. Then she's gunned down on Mother's Day Sunday evening in her parents' front yard. I have reason to believe, John Paul, that she was targeted, that someone was waiting for her to appear. They knew she was coming back in a vehicle. She had barely gotten out of the vehicle when she was gunned down, multiple gunshot wounds, still waiting to find out if they were at close range or not. What do we know about her murder specifically, John Paul? I know you have the very latest on the cops being fired and put on leave and under investigation, but I'm still hung up on her murder. Do we know if any of the shots were close range? What do we know about her autopsy? Yeah, there's been no autopsy information released other than uh, the coroner confirming that this was a homicide. Uh, she was shot multiple times, upwards of 10 uh, and I am told from my law enforcement sources that it was at close range uh, and that her uh, she had positioned herself in what is being described to me by law enforcement in a defensive posture prior to being shot. Did you say it was or was not at close range? It, it was. Vincent Hill, you know, you and I had speculated about that when it first happened, that we thought either it had to be like a sniper hit from somewhere in the bushes or at close range. This is not like um, a robbery because nothing was missing. It was not a sex attack, clearly. And now John Paul is stating that she was in a defensive posture. That could mean that there were bullet wounds on her arms or hands as she held her hands up to her face. At some point, uh, very often, victims go down on the ground, they curl up in a ball like a fetal position. What does it say to you? You're the former cop, now private investigator. Well, Nancy, it quite clearly tells me she saw it coming. So likely the shooter made sure Rachel knew she was there before those shots were fired. Because if she was shot in the back first, she likely wouldn't be in a defensive position. So she saw who did this. She knew who did this right before she died. To John Paul Vernesevich with the Beaver County and .com, 
you wrote that an internal memo was circulated or was originated with the Aliquippa PD showing the department had been very critical of a Sergeant Watkins behavior the night of Rachel's murder. What does that mean? So one of the last people to see uh, Rachel Del Tondo alive was one of her friends who was driving the vehicle that dropped her off back at, at home that night, who is a, a minor, so I've not named her, but she is the daughter of Sergeant Kenneth Watkins. So so one of the last people to see Rachel alive is the daughter of the police Okay, wait, 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 wait. Okay. John Paul Vernesevich. It gets even more knotted up. So that night... The dead teacher is having ice cream with the police chief's daughter? The sergeant's daughter. Sergeant. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, go ahead. This is Sergeant Kenneth Watkins' daughter that drops her off before the shooting. Uh, After the shooting occurred and police arrived, Sergeant Watkins uh, was off duty that night. He shows up to the crime scene after it's been taped off along with his minor daughter. He brings her and they show up to the crime scene and... Uh, he's off duty, and he, according to uh, documents I've obtained uh, drafted by a police captain, Seawalk, uh, he then dives underneath the police tape and and um, co- potentially compromises the crime scene. With his daughter. Okay. Now, uh, the memo said uh, something to the effect, I've showed no respect for the crime scene. What does that mean? According to the memo, he was on more than one occasion – uh, ordered by on-duty officers not to go underneath the, the police tape into the crime scene area and that he on more than one occasion um, went ahead and, and went underneath the crime scene tape into the crime scene. Um, and, and the language uh, used by the Captain Seelock at the time is he could have contaminated the crime scene, quote-unquote. Okay. Tell me what's happening now, John Paul because we understand that police have been suspended, that um, they're under investigation. What's happening? Why are so many cops dropping like flies within the department? All right, here's what I can tell you. Um, We know that uh, Sergeant Kenneth Watkins was placed on paid administrative leave because of his daughter's uh, involvement as a witness in the case, is, is the official reason why. Internal memos showed that the then police chief wanted to take or wants to take disciplinary action for him, uh, disobeying on-duty officers and crossing the crime scene tape. After that incident, and this is now taking us to next last Wednesday, the police chief at a council meeting, Chief Donald Couch, council voted unanimously to put him on a paid administrative suspension. Uh, There is conflicting information on the reason for that. The town solicitor, Myron Sandwich, says it is because of complaints from his fellow officers and it is a personnel issue. Uh, Councilman Matthew Modis from the town has said that he has firsthand information that the police chief is the subject of a state police investigation, and that is the rationale that he has publicly provided for his vote to suspend the chief. Uh, Council then appointed an investigation, though, under investigation for what? Because of all this? Um, It it appears to be unrelated to the Del Tondo matter. It appears to be part of a uh, larger investigation into public corruption uh, in the town. Uh, After his suspension, uh, the council appoints then Assistant Chief uh, Percival to become acting chief. Less than 48 hours after he is named acting chief, he is arrested by the Beaver County Detectives Uh, and is charged with distributing uh, sexually explicit materials to a minor, and that minor was the uh, daughter of Sergeant Kenneth Watkins, the same girl who had dropped off Rachel Felton. Oh, my stars. I need a a flow chart for all of this. Let me ask you this. Uh, John Paul Vernesevich from TheBeaverCounty.com. Reports state that Del Tondo had told someone, had stated that she was going to testify before a grand jury as part of an investigation into the Aliquippa Police Department shortly before she was murdered. What do you know of that? So that report originated from the defense attorney of the teenager that she had been found in the car with. 
my reporting contradicts that. I do not believe based on uh, everything that, that I've found that she was um, at least in the near term going to testify before that grand jury. That being said, I have reported publicly since her murder that she was a confidential source for my publication related to corruption in the town and that she had been interviewed on multiple occasions by the Pennsylvania State Police. Uh, and during those interviews, she did give statements related to alleged corruption in the town. Wait a minute. She had been a source to you, a CI, a confidential informant? She had been a confidential journalistic source for my investigative reporting into allegations of corruption in the town prior to her murder. When you say corruption, what do you mean? What uh, Siphoning money, what? Uh, I have, at this point, not publicly um, reported what the nature of her um, discussions with me or uh, the state police were, and I am doing that partially uh, at the request of uh, law enforcement officials uh, who tell me that those sorts of public discussions right now could uh, in some ways hinder ongoing investigations. So out of respect for that, I have not yet publicly begun my reporting on those matters. John Paul Vernesevich, please keep your head down. I'm telling you, this is a lot bigger than any of us imagined at the beginning. And I agree with Rachel Del Tondo's mother, who has recently renewed her calls to take the Aliquippa police out of this investigation and bring in an outside agency to investigate the murder of her daughter, John Paul, Vincent, Karen, Ellen. Thank you. The search for the truth in this girl's brutal murder goes on. Nancy Grace, Crime Stories, signing off. Goodbye, friend. Is IRS debt affecting you and your family? If you received a wage garnishment notice, a bank levy, have unfiled taxes, or have an existing IRS debt of 10,000 or more, you need to make the call. When we got the letter from the IRS, I made the call. And Paramount negotiated a settlement that we could afford. If you were so busy trying to make ends meet that you forgot to file your taxes, make the call and let Paramount put you back on track. I was getting harassing phone calls morning, noon, and night. I made the call, and Paramount gave me peace of mind. The professional experts at Paramount Tax Relief have been in your shoes. They're compassionate, honest, and will find the best solution for your problem. I made the call. I made the call. I made the call. We made made the the call. call. Paramount Tax Relief. For a free consultation, make the call today. Call 800-517-0013. 800-517-0013. 800-517-0013 for Paramount Tax Relief. Reduction depends on creditors' balances and payments, client testimonials, or dramatizations. If you owe $10,000 in credit card debt and your minimum payments siphon away your paycheck each month, you can get debt-free in less time than you think. I've paid $800 a month for the past three years and haven't changed the balance on my credit cards. Get debt-free now has a program to reduce your debt, stop the harassing phone calls, avoid financial ruin, and settle for less than you owe. I feel like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. You're pre-approved for our special hardship program if you owe $10,000 or more. Call Get Debt Free now to resolve your debt once and for all. My family no longer has 20 years of payments ahead of us at 20% interest. There's no fees until you see results. Make one monthly program payment and free up your cash. Call 800-285-1355. 800-285-1355. 800-285-1355. We've been fighting the war on drugs for a long time. We answer the phone 24-7, 365 days a year. On a busy night, we answer hundreds of calls. This war on drugs needs our intervention. Since 2014, Addiction Hope and Helpline has helped people struggling with drugs and alcohol. When the phone rings, we help people when they need it the most. When we get a caller into treatment, it feels good. It's a blessing. If you're struggling, drinking, using, and need to get clean, don't suffer alone in silence. Call Addiction Hope and Helpline. Our people understand, and many are also in recovery. Call for support and strength. You can call for someone who can't or isn't willing. It's an act of love. Together we can help you beat this thing and erase addiction from your vocabulary once and for all. Call 800-570-1165. 
If your credit card bills have gotten out of hand, call Consolidated Credit now. If you're making the minimum payments, but your balance is just not going down, call Consolidated Credit now. If the interest rates on your credit cards are so high, it will take years to get out of debt, call Consolidated Credit now. They've helped over 5 million people. They can consolidate your debts into one lower payment, reduce your interest rates, and get you out of debt fast. If you're struggling with credit card debt, call Consolidated Credit now. Call 800-245-7033. 800-245-7033. That's 800-245-7033. Consolidated Credit Counseling Services Incorporated, 5701 West Sunrise Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33313. Not a loan company licensed by the New York Department of Financial Services and by the Vermont Department of Financial Regulation. Maryland DM19, Oregon DM80031. Licensed by Virginia State Corporation. Commission licensed number DC32. Establishment of a plan may adversely affect the individual's credit rating or credit scores. Non-payment of debt may lead creditors to increase financial charges or collections activity, including litigation.